welcome to the Most Excellent 80s Movies Podcast on the Most Excellent Podcast Network. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian watch over the 80s movies we love with 2018 eyes. You see, it's as if the movies of the 80s are a package that we have been asked to look after. And whether that package contains a whole bunch of heroin or the love of a human child is what we are about to discover. This is episode 21, Three Men and a Baby, a movie selection from 1987. Touchstone Pictures presents Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, Ted Danson. Jack! Angela, you look different. What happened? I'm dressed. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Three incredibly eligible men hoping to meet some incredibly perfect women. So many women. So, <laughs> so little so time. time. Now, at last, they're about to find that one girl who will sweep them off their feet. <laughs> That's a baby. It's a baby. Of course it's a baby. It's your baby. No, it's not my baby. It's Jack's baby. The child doesn't look anything like me. I have more hair. I want to see the way you three big guys handle this one. I had to go to three different places, buy four different kinds of formula, two different kinds of diapers, bottles, towels, nipples. You do realize she did a doodle. 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 Yes. Doodle. You haven't been able to work or to sleep. And there's people all over this place for days. I build 50-story skyscrapers. I assemble cities of the future. I can certainly put together a diaper. Will somebody please tell me what the hell is going on around here? Figure it out for yourself. Are they always this strange? Yes. Since they got involved with another woman. Touchstone Pictures presents three normally intelligent men and one little girl. So, uh, what do you want to do? They're about to discover... The only thing worse than raising her... Oh, no, no, please, not on the silk sheets. ...is losing her. We should be her family. And let me tell you, the first time you get a word, Daddy, I don't care who you are, your heart just melts. Can you drive a little faster, please? Touchstone Pictures presents a comedy about three dedicated bachelors and the one woman in the world they couldn't live without. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I believe you, but I really... Say goodnight, sweetheart. Good night. Three men and a baby. I think she did a doodle. Your turn to change her. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you'll do it. Wow. <laughs> Three men and a baby. So this one's interesting. <laughs> yes. This is this is this is one that neither of us were chomping at the bit to do, <clears throat> but we wanted to do a, a Tom Selleck double feature. Yeah, the mustachio the, double feature. The double tash. <laughs> um, and this was in the zeitgeist. Like it, it had appeared like in two other movies mm-hmm. that we had reviewed, and it's like, well, we gotta get to this. Yep. And it's an interesting one because it was number one at the box office. Oh, yeah. This massive, movie crushed. This is, was a massive success. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's so interesting because I don't feel like anyone watches this one anymore. Like, it's not yeah. really sticky. It's not around anymore. And no. yet, everybody remembers it. Have you, yeah. And most people have seen it. Yeah. Probably because they were alive during this time yeah. or just afterwards when mm-hmm. it was still kind of popular. But I don't know. I, th- I feel like these social norm comedies uh-huh. just not are just don't last as long. You know, it's like, I guess we'll see what <laughs> with, it's like. What, it was, I'm, I'm thinking like what other kind of movies just don't seem sticky enough. Like in my like Avatar, in my opinion, I mean, mm-hmm. we're on the verge of like four Avatar sequels. So uh. maybe I'm putting my foot in my mouth, but. 
yeah, there's some movies that are just like massive for the time. And then mm-hmm. like, who the hell cares down the road? Well, yeah. And I, I think that this is a good example in a not too gross way of something that we can talk about, you know, that it's no longer at all relevant. But at the time, like this would have been a good double feature with like uh, Mr. Mom. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. And yet, if we're going to talk about that, did you see Incredibles 2? I did, yeah. So that's basically this story. As much as I want to say, like, oh, this, you know, this story of men not knowing how to do women's work and men not knowing how to care for the home and the children, it's so outdated. Yet that is the story of Incredibles 2, is that he's, like, having a Mr. Mom moment. But... I've if we're sounding a little echoey, we decided to do an impromptu live show yeah. and didn't tell anyone, and no <laughs> one showed up. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're basically in a in a big empty concrete room. We're in the new National Comedy Theater, which uh, just recently opened and is still in the process of being completed. So that's what that is. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but so I we've completely skipped you know the introduction. We'll, do? we'll, we'll just put, we'll just put in. <laughs> Some like you know, it sounds like we're we're doing a, like a an auditorium show, and we'll just put in like a bunch of live reaction, a bunch of like laugh track, laugh track. I'm into it. Um, so I remember watching this movie quite a bit as a kid. It was like you know in our rotation of cute, sweet movies that we would all mm-hmm. watch together. So uh, to watch it for this podcast, like I was like, kids, gather around. You're gonna love this. <laughs> it's gonna it's so fun. We're all gonna laugh. Uh, and within the first 10 minutes, just that opening sequence. Um, it's so 80s. It's so 80s, but it's so gross. Like, my daughter is 12, and she's like, Mom, is the whole point of this movie that these dudes just, like, have a lot of girlfriends? And I'm like, I guess. I don't remember it that way. But this is definitely, of all the movies that we watch for this podcast the one I most regret showing to the children. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing because we've seen some interesting things. Uh Zoe like peaced out after, after the initial beginning. She's just like, yeah, I'm not into this. I I gotta go. Yeah. So this, uh, so the, 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 the triple, the, like the three pillars Mm -hmm. of Tom Selleck, Ted Nansen and Steve Gutenberg. Which one of these things is not like the other? Yeah. What true. the hell is Gutenberg doing? There? Man, he I, he's supposed to be the comic relief, but mm-hmm. I just I just had this weird like passive aggressive monster vibe from him like the whole uh-huh. time. Like he was the one that I would least want to hang out with. Yeah. And he's so they're all just womanizing bastards. Yeah. And that's who they are and they love it and everyone else loves it. And, and it's just so cool. Oh, those cads. Yes, that's basically it. They paint themselves onto their loft mm-hmm. place that they live in, like, the top floor of this very fancy. They're, like, all, I think, supposed to be successful, except Ted Danson, who's an actor who's not doing very well. Right. He's a struggling actor. Right. But the Ted Danson, or uh, Tom Selleck is a hugely successful architect, and Gutenberg... Uh, we learn has a successful cartoon. Yeah, it's interesting. So, like this whole opening sequence is almost like a live action version of what we had with Mannequin. Is like mm-hmm. this super happy, upbeat. It's all sped up, yep. so it's kind of almost very montagey and fun and like eighties mm-hmm. living. And it's like you know, if you really want to get a sense of like 
the, 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 it felt like it's like 18 months where like mannequin and like three men and a baby and like and I don't know it was it, the, you you start to see what some of these things that are like topical yeah like these opening titles and like lifestyles of the rich and famous exactly. and um what's her name Dr. Ruth mm-hmm. talking about sex like we we've seen this a couple times now and I think all these movies take place in like the same like 18 to like you know 24 months it just you see like what was like the low hanging fruit of like comedy or cultural references yes and and this is a remake of a french movie right right so this this three men in a cradle yes was a a a, a big French um, only in like two years before this came mm-hmm. out, so it was like super recent. Yeah, because it was a big hit. Um, and I feel like um, so I perused Roger Ebert's review of this. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he nailed it to where um, so in Three Men and a Baby, there's this really grafted on lame extra plot to pad out yeah. the thing about heroin uh-huh. and like an accidental like you know so Ted Danson. Um, uh, has a scuzzy buddy who he doesn't know is actually using him to as a mule mm-hmm. to to leave like a package of heroin so some drug dealers can pick it up. But when they find it, what it is, they they freak out and they lie to the cops and they lie to the bad guys and then they realize, oh, well, let's try to blah 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 blah. But that's part of the hilarious joke is that they they know that a package is coming, right? And so they see the baby, hilarious, yeah. and they're like this is a package it's you know and it has does yeah. have a note that says that it's jack's baby and they're like well, what what do we do with this package we got to keep it till thursday yeah and 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 it's all part of the apparently so that's all from the the french film too ah i see so it wasn't like the americans grafting oh we've got to create stakes and yeah we because it, it it smacks like that it's like because you really have two really totally different stories you've got these guys coming to grips with these bachelors mm-hmm. raising a baby and and, and becoming moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got this. How gross. Weird... Who would want to be that? I know. Right. So I related <laughs> to that. Um, but then you've got like this totally like manufactured seems totally like one of those Hollywood subplots of like, oh, we've got to give them something really, you know, climactic to, to intercut with it. Yeah. Danger and. And then they've got to like do like a sting, and then they're in on it with the police, and then it just seems like so. And then that ends like forty minutes before the actual movie is over, and I just I thought maybe it should come back. There's really just you know, and the and then honestly, like it the 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 thing with the baby kind of runs out of steam Mm -hmm. and needs more. But unfortunately, the, 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 the more is this kind of weird subplot of... The drugs. The drugs. And I, it's, you know, they play it for a joke twice. The first joke is, we don't know what to do with this baby, but we are men, so certainly we can figure this out. Yeah. Uh, and then that's the first joke. And the second joke is, oh, we've figured this out and we're on top of it, so whenever we are going to... Uh, talk about our baby it's like well she needs a bottle at half past two and she gets a little gassy so like let me explain to you my expertise of how to <laughs> they raise go from a baby. zero to a hundred yeah and the, so that's the joke it's two jokes but there are lots of moments where um they turn to the women in their lives and do they do two things 
which I find are, are really strange. So the woman who I think, did you, was she their neighbor or is she like the building manager? Oh, uh, Mrs. Hudson. Yeah. I think the building manager. Yeah. She comes up and she gives them the package. That's heroin. Um, and she sees the baby and she's Unknowingly. like, yeah, she's not a huge fan of heroin. No, no. Actually, we never cover that. So no. Well, we don't know. We don't know. She might, we shouldn't judge. She might love it. Um, but she's like, do you want me to help with the baby? Do you want me to help change her? Do you want me to, I'll, I'll watch her for you. And they're like, no, get out of here. How? No, just stop. Be gone. (laughs) And then he calls both his sometimes girlfriend and, uh, and then later Tim Danson calls his mother and they're like, you got to help us. You know what to do. You're a woman. You got (laughs) to do this for me. And, and both the girlfriend and the mom are like. You're on your own. You're a grown you up. You gotta grow up. You can figure this out. Yeah. Um. And I, it's it's so weird. But that there's a whole party scene where it's um uh Tom Selleck's Peter Pete Mitchell is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's it's his 45th birthday. I don't know. And they have this huge party, and there are many gross things that happen at this party. Um, of course, they're all milling around, and there's like a billion jillion people in their in their house. And Ted Danson's like schmoozing all the chicks, like, "Hey, a Manhattan, a uh, hugely expensive Manhattan loft that they share. That's enormous. Yeah. So the three it has of them, like a greenhouse. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like the three of them are all really well off, or mm-hmm. more or less, and then they've decided to split this like huge multi million dollar mm-hmm. condo, so they can have these giant parties. Yeah. Um, so. Ted Danson's schmoozing the chicks. Uh, Tom Selleck is like when women ask him if he's still seeing his girlfriend, he's like, oh, yeah, we're solid going on five years. Or no, when men ask him that, yeah. he's like, yeah, 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 hands keep off. She's me. mine. But when women are like, are you still seeing the woman? He's like, oh, well, we keep it fluid. We're, we're, we're easy breezy. We see other people. So gross. And then Gutenberg is like taking women into his room and using a puppet of his like yeah. Chester the Cheeto Johnny Cool cheetah would be like hey tell me your problems i'll friend zone me please i want to take advantage of you yeah i i i mean i relate to the hard luck uh romantic the the one guy who can't get the girl but to me it just seemed like he was the kind of guy who you know it's like the nice guy who's actually a dick Mm-hmm. You know, and and there was never any moment. I think it's just Steve Gutenberg's subplot, yeah, <laughs> S- subtext, uh-huh. and he just seemed like he really didn't care about people, and he was actually an emotional monster. Again, yeah. this is just my extra re- read. Yeah. Maybe I was inventing things to. No, no, no. To I I was totally with you. He was about. he was the most rejecting of the baby, and, and constantly using comedy as kind of a shield. Yeah, and he was also the last one to be like, no, 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 I like the baby. Like, Tom Selleck is immediately like, I love this baby. I want this baby to be... He's the one who suggests, yeah. let's keep this baby, you know, let's let's all be a family together. It's the mustache. It is. It's full of sensitivity. All Each right. bristle is <laughs> made of sensitivity. Um, but I will say, the kids did think the scene where they're trying to put a diaper on the baby and they're, mm-hmm. like, throwing cotton balls at it and then they, like, use a turkey baster and, like, hold it up in a tub. The kids thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was a cornerstone of the trailer and I think the French trailer, too. Yeah. And that's the cutest part. That's yeah. the best part. The best part is, like, the honest part. 
parts, you know, the, where, where it's like, you know, it's, it's them dealing, these men dealing, these bachelors dealing with kids. are. Pro- it's probably not too far off if suddenly I had a baby yeah. <laughs> thrust upon me, you know, <laughs> I would be searching YouTube and freaking out and... Mm-hmm. and uh, doing similar kind of things. How do I hold this life form? Yeah. <laughs> Unsuccessful. <laughs> Di- <laughs> you know? Diapers are fairly complicated. Yeah, well, and, and, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I, I haven't seen Mr. Mom in like a hundred years, but, mm-hmm. you know. I love it. I love Mr. Mom. <laughs> and it is so it's not like people are socially judging them like a comedy of social norms. Mm-hmm. It's it's them just not knowing how to do this thing that everyone else does. Yeah. You know. And, and and I think some of that stuff still works and still translates. Yeah. You know? I think so, too. And I really like it after after the whole heroin <laughs> thing is uh-huh. behind us, which is hilarious. Like, I, I, I find it really comical how they, like, all come together to use their skills. And then Gutenberg screws it up. Like, all he has oh, to do yeah. is stand there with the camera and not fall over. And, and he, he falls, falls over. over. Yeah. Get it together, Steve Gutenberg. Um, but once that's all behind them, they have all these really happy times where they're with the baby. She's got a tiny little construction hat on mm-hmm. the construction site, and they're like really sharing the responsibility. They're taking her to the park and using her to schmooze women again. And they're they're happy and they're making it work. And I really like those parts. Or as much as I don't like the premise and some of the ways that it is handled. Mm-hmm. I like this idea that there's no like wrong way to make a family and that, you know, all these adults come together to love the baby and care for it. And they're like, you don't have to be a, a certain way. Like we can take care of the baby and make it work for our lives. Mm-hmm. And they do. And I like that. Yeah. I, I, so we're, I wish that the movie would have spent more time exploring the the mom who right. dumped this kid off them. Mm-hmm. She basically, I can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's it's like she wants to take the baby back. Yeah, she shows back up. And she still freaks out and then kind of wants to give the baby back or needs their help. Mm-hmm. And they immediately accept her because they want the baby in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I wish that they had explored a little more of that instead of it being kind of rushed at the end. Mm-hmm. A little more of, of do we, should we, <laughs> should she have custody of this baby uh-huh. and them wanting custody of it? Not right. to get too heavy of it, but she dumped the ba- she, a six-month-old off. Mm-hmm. Um, even I wouldn't have done that. Right. Um, <laughs> In a bassinet with a note. And also, like, I had the question, how long has it been? How long have they had possession of this baby mm-hmm. before she comes back? Has it been a month? Has it been another six months? Right. I, this movie suffers from the problem that many 80s movies does, which is, like, how long has it been? How, Cause, yeah. Because if she's been gone for, like, two weeks, okay. Yeah. But if she's been gone for, like, four months. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. We should, yeah, definitely have some thoughts about maybe looking at it a little bit more like you, she left the baby. No one was even home. (laughs) Um, But there are two things that I think are really funny, which is that one, she drops the baby off in this bassinet and that is like, they keep the baby in that bassinet the entire time, (laughs) just forever. And the baby wears a little bonnet. 
<laughs> like if you drew a cartoon of a baby, it would be wearing this little bonnet, and it wears it the whole time. That's that's not real. Babies don't really wear little bonnets all the time. It's like just to make the baby look comically babyish. Right. So weird. It just you know, it is whatever it is. They. <sighs> So we haven't even mentioned that this movie is directed by Leonard Nimoy. Oh, my God. We have to talk about Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy directed this. Yes. This is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I do have some research to share, but I guess, like, he really clashed with the actors quite a bit. Like, really? They had a hard time working with him. Why? I, I don't... They just... Uh, there was quotes from uh, Ted Danson and Tom Selleck sort of saying that, um, you know they went into it sort of feeling like Nimoy would have some appreciation coming from, you know, being, being an, a, actor. an actor and a TV actor, you know, which Tom Selleck and Ted Danson were at right. the time. Right, right. Uh, yeah, this was really kind of their breakout. Yeah, because they're, they're doing Cheers and they're doing Magnum P.I. Right, and Steve Gutenberg was playing second fiddle to robots. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. But um, and I do have some fun information on like alternate casting stuff. But yeah, I did read that they let's get into it. Uh, they clashed a bit. Why? Um, I don't know. Like there wasn't more about it. Um, but they did say uh, that they had a hard time with him as a director. Hmm. Well, maybe he just he was too used to dealing with uh, William Shatner. Yeah. And, <laughs> and had to use a firm hand. Yes. <laughs> he became a control freak. Yeah. Uh, this is the highest grossing remake of a French film <laughs> in U.S. box office history. Yeah, this movie crushed. It wasn't even, like, um, you know, up for debate. Uh, this was number one. Yeah. Uh, what was it, 1987? 1987. Uh, $11 million budget, uh, made $10 million in its opening weekend, and grossed $167 million. Uh, and the cumulative worldwide gross was $242 million. So it is a screaming success, which probably is why they made a sequel really quickly afterwards. It was the same mm-hmm. thing with, like, Look Who's Talking and then Look Who's Talking too. They're like, oh, my God, people love it. Get another one. Go, go, go. Uh, so Three Men and a Little Lady right. comes out pretty quick after this. Um, so this is, do you know the thing about the ghost? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even catch it this time. Like I rem- so I remember when so the 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 whole ghost in Three Men and a Baby, um, going through like my friend Craig, who you know, and his dad had it on laserdisc, mm-hmm. and we were trying to go frame by frame and trying to find it. The ghost. And I didn't even I, I was I was aware of it, but I didn't even catch it this time around. Yeah. So it was like. The news. Ghost. Oh yeah, it's so ridiculous. It was like people cared about whether or not there yeah, was a ghost. Of like movie rumors for mm-hmm. a long time. This was like in the top ten. Yeah, for like a for decades. And so basically, in the scene where Jack uh, Ted Danson is talking to his mom, supposedly you can see a ghost outside the window, and it's like the figure of a man. And there's all this. Oh, it's a crew member who died on the set. <laughs> A very dangerous set. It was a munchkin who hanged himself <laughs> yes. and still haunts the set. And what it is, is a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Yeah, which you can see in the movie. You which see it. I did catch that. Yeah, you see it in the movie, but yeah. I, I just think it's so interesting 
that it was people like went nuts about there being a ghost in this thing. Um, the Pampers company paid $50,000 for their brand of diapers to be the diapers wow. used in this movie. That's great. Uh, the woman who played Tom Selleck's love interest, Margaret Collins, Margaret Collin, is his non-exclusive girlfriend in this movie, but she's also the girlfriend of Magnum P.I. <laughs> and she's his girlfriend on Blue Bloods, which is a show that's really happening now. Yeah. 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 Wow. Don't you think it was weird? I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, and then here we go with some alternate casting. You think they have an open relationship? Yes, they do. And like in real life. They right. <laughs> uh, oh, I also read uh, that to prepare for the movie, Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg, who are like bad boys about town, uh, had to take Ted Danson, who is like long time married to mm-hmm. Mary Steenburgen. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, come on, we're going to take you out. We're going to show you like what it means to be a <laughs> sleazeball. And they like took him out like to all these clubs and stuff and. I just thought that was kind of cute that it was like the opposite of their real life, uh-huh. you know, personalities. Okay, so other. Let people... me say when when, they, when they're doing fast forwarding acting, yeah. Ted Danson is definitely the best. Like he just physically is better at doing comedy sped up. Yeah, he's great, and I I, I like who knows where Gutenberg is now. Yeah. I truly don't. But both Tom Selleck and Ted Danson. I hope Danson Gutenberg's are eating still... food. <laughs> I, hope I hope he's so. okay. I hope he, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Like. He just and, and Ted Danson's really charming, but he just towers over everyone yeah. in that montage, and it just looks like he's, yeah, gigantic. Just, yeah, gigantic. Like he's trying to swallow them up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that both, and you know, you know, I like a silver fox, but I think like Tom Selleck and Ted Danson, like both just still look great and are awesome yeah. and yeah, yeah. kicking and doing and their thing. Uh, um, yeah. I think Ted Danson's hair looks better now. Mm-hmm. than it did mm-hmm. in this yeah. movie. Like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. He got a better wig guy. Yeah. Uh, so these are other actors considered to play Peter Mitchell, which is the Tom Selleck part. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which changes this movie significantly. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. What? Bill Murray, Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase. Wow. No. no. None of those work. No. Yeah, really, like, the the three main stars... We're really kind of made from this movie. Like, yeah. Ted Danson, again, Cheers, and mm-hmm. Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. Like, they they hadn't had any big movie hits at all. So this this probably was pretty low on the radar of the studios. This was a sleeper hit. Yeah, for sure. And I think they were all, like, perfectly cast. Um, other people considered for the role of Jack, which was Ted Danson, uh, were Michael J. Fox and Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza, maybe I could see. So they're digging into the TV actors they are. at this point. Um, and then this there were really back then there really was a huge a huge divide between film actors and TV actors. Mm-hmm. People like, did not like for you to go from one to the other. Yeah. Uh, and then some of these I think are pretty good. The other uh, actors considered for the Gutenberg role, Michael Kellum, were uh, Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton, John Travolta, and Bruce Willis. I could have seen. Yeah, those again. It's funny to, to think about it, but Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis were TV actors then. Yep, you know? that's true. Uh, and and also John Travolta comes from TV. Yeah, well, he did. Set, the, the, the Bruce Willis, I think, had done Die Hard by this this time, hadn't he? When when was Die 87? Hard? Eighty seven. Die Hard. I don't know. It's close. Um, Michael Keaton had done a lot of movies, but I could see I could see Hanks. 
Yeah. I think Hanks would be cute in yeah. that role and maybe yeah, make yeah. it a little bit more. He would have been better than Steve Coot. Yeah. When was Splash? 84. 84? Okay, yeah. so he had already started to break into movies yeah. from Bosom Buddies. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> I was, like, really sort of, like, when they had the thing, and you know the package is drugs. Like, if it's 1987 and someone says anything at all about a package, <laughs> it's full of drugs. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought that it was cocaine that's sort of being the drug du jour of, of the, the 80s, 80s in yeah. my mind. And, like, so they're, like, having these little packets of cocaine. And I'm like, yeah, but really, how much cocaine is that? It's like, doesn't look like... That's like two weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't seem like enough cocaine to, like, really get upset about. Um, oh, oh, we didn't talk about this scene. So the two drug dealers um, who come to their house and almost get away with the baby. Right. What's his name from CSI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they almost get away with the baby because there's a hilarious misunderstanding. Oh, yeah. Because they're supposed to come pick up the, the package. package. And, of course, the two men with the baby think that it's the baby. And they're like, oh, don't forget her powdered milk. Right, the powdered milk. Mm-hmm. Wink. They're going to put the baby in the trunk <laughs> when Tom Selleck's like, wait, just a minute. Um, they find all this cocaine and or, or no it's not cocaine it's heroin um the dudes come back and trash their house and tie up their housekeeper lady mrs hudson and when the the men come back from to see what's happening they're like oh no our house is destroyed they're like beautiful bachelor pad that they were so proud of in their room full of video screens and and vhs tape players it's all torn up and his vhs's are destroyed but they don't care about any of that where's- they just where's mary Where's the baby? I got to find her. She's okay. Including the fact that they leave the poor woman (laughs) tied up. Tied up. And then, like, after they find the baby and they're like, she's okay. Oh, God. She's okay. Did you see what they did to my videotapes? Oh, God. And Miss Hudson has to go like, guys, (laughs) I'd like to get untied now. But it seemed like a lot of trouble to go to for not a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Not big into selling drugs. No, me neither. <laughs> I really have a poor grasp, but I guess if they say that's how it goes, then yeah. Um, and and I th- really, why? I mean, why would you need them as a middleman step to leave these drugs with? Yeah, for a couple days, mm-hmm. and then these other guys, people who aren't involved with it. So, so basically, that's bad drug dealing. Yeah, that's, that's just bad drug dealing policy. Maybe these guys just aren't very good at their jobs. Yeah. So so Ted Danson knows this commercial director mm-hmm. who says, "Oh, I want to leave a package at your house and some is that cool while you're out of town?" And yeah, okay. And so they 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 leave this package, mm-hmm. this wrapped package. And it's like the size of a deck of cards. Yeah. It's not It's it's a little it's like the size of a of a wrapped Blu-ray. You okay, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's closer. It's a little bit a little bigger. Um but why would you use them as a middleman like this? Like people You're who don't know. Creating loose ends. Yeah. And, and possibilities for hilarious. I just think they're not very good at their job. Yeah. That's they it. need to get better at drug dealing. It's not a plot hole. It's, it's a character choice. It is. <laughs> because they get caught very easily. Yeah. Too. And it's, they're sort of going down in these slow elevators side by side. And they're going down in their elevator. And they're like, we're going to get you. You wait. I'm going to get that home movie. I, as soon as this elevator gets to the bottom, we're angry. 
And yeah, it's hilarious. Um, and I, I thought it was a cute little in joke where they're they're trying to figure out what to do with the baby by looking at a Doctor Spock book. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a, I did not notice that. Good one, good one. And I do love the moments that I remember. There are two moments that I remember from this movie that are like in my heart and my mind, mm-hmm. uh, which is the good night, sweetheart. Right, where they're all singing. Because that's just a beautiful, sweet moment. There's, there's like at least two or three like music, like defining musical moments that you, you that suddenly come up as like, oh, this is what I remember. Yeah. Being a huge part of, of its success. Like, and this is, it's interesting because you see this, that like 50s music and 50s become mm-hmm. a big thing in the 80s. You've got that like 30 year gap. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, because I remember that like going nuts over like, 50s stuff mm-hmm. in the 80s it, it, it's Definitely. interesting yeah yeah so they all seem and people now just as it's starting to hit like the 2020s are kind of like looking back on the 90s again with warm eyes and remembering what it was like you know it just like kind of like we've had this obsession with the 80s there's like that 30 year gap until you yeah. can kind of define an era and it becomes interesting and memorable or 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 people who weren't involved with it look at it and see it as a novelty. Yes. Cause I, I, there's know. a lot of eighties movies where this comes into Peggy. Sue got married yeah. back to the future. Like we're, Oh yeah. Back to the future for big. Yeah. And I remember like eighties diners were popping up yeah, yeah. All, uh, like fifties diners were popping up all over in the eighties. And I, that's a, I think it has to do with that novelty of, Something that you didn't experience, because I, I, I mean, we didn't experience the fifties. No. no, and I'm, I for one, I'm, I'm pleased that we did not. Yeah. Um, and then the second moment is when uh, Tom Selleck is holding the baby and he's reading her a Sports Illustrated article about a boxing match. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And it's like blood spattered all over the ring as the champ drew back his fist, and they they're like, "What are you reading her?" And she's like, "It doesn't matter what I read; it only matters the tone I use." And that, for some reason, mm-hmm. like stuck. Because stuck that's true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. And I just thought it was very sweet. And I, it is, I, as an adult, I think that it is meaningful to me because it's sort of emblematic of the fact that, like, you don't have to change who you are in order to be a mom or a dad. You can mm-hmm. still, like, be into the things that you're into and, and include your baby. <laughs> you know, you don't have to, like, it's not, mm-hmm. you're not ending your life. Right. You're just It just feels that way. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So um, uh, what, on a scale of one um, bag of heroin to <laughs> ten bags of heroin. No, that's no good. Right. Uh, one. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- so there was plenty to like in this movie, but yeah. I'm going to give it a pretty low rating. I think I am, too. I think calibrated off of how big of a hit, like... Uh, how big of a hit it was then. Mm-hmm. So I'd pr- I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. Um, bags of heroin. Or okay. Packages of heroin. Um, yeah. I, it, there's, there's plenty that's charming, but it's maybe 30 minutes out of this two hours. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's so much that... I think it's, it's also a product of why people aren't rewatching this all the time yeah. and talking about this all the time. Mm-hmm. It, I think it was very zeitgeisty in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of the, the novelty and charm of these actors kind of rising to the top and becoming mm-hmm. beloved um, and, and just the social norms of, of taking on a, like a fresh topic. 
I feel like oh, some of the that novelty doesn't exist anymore. And yeah. and there, I feel like there's better Ted, Ted Danson and Tom Selleck experiences now. Yes. You know, um, and then they were o- able to overlook like the really clumsy drug subplot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you can't you can't update this. You can't remake it because it just doesn't exist anymore. This idea that men can't care for a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's three millennials it's and a baby. It's <laughs> interesting. It's kind of, it's kind of the reverse of it's the gender. It's a different kind of gender story than we're, we're used to. Yeah. Men can't take care of babies. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like, would you say the reverse of that is women can't kick ass? Possibly. Or women can't have jobs like nine to five, nine to five for sure. Um, uh, or, you know, like I might take it to a Western movie and say like women can't like have a ranch and be badass like right. cowboy women can't, can't be in charge of a, a business and something be like that yeah they can't be Ghostbusters as we all know <laughs> right. um, <laughs> well some women can. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna score it slightly lower because I think all it had for me was those small moments of. I did love this as a child, and I have the nostalgia. There, but yeah, I, there's there's definitely like two or three like really classic still stand up moments yeah. in the movie. But it's surrounded by a whole lot of problematic horse shit, <laughs> 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 and it just it didn't it didn't do it for me in the way that like even looking back at Mannequin, which is also problematic. Um, it just I had fun watching it. Yeah. I didn't have the fun watching this, mm. so I'm just gonna, I'm going to give it a four. Um, even though, and the four points that I'm giving it are how much I love uh, Tom Selleck and Ted Danson and the funny moments that do exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, I wasn't. I it didn't have a great time watching. Yeah, it, it, it's it's light. It's charming. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't the the the. I feel like there's two different stories that are being told here, and neither of them are two hours. Yeah. Um, but I think our low rating is. It's probably really based off of how huge of a hit this was back then and how mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't ha- carry that same weight anymore. Yeah, I agree. You know. That's why you're not seeing the midnight screenings of this or anything like that. Okay, what is your deep cut recommendation? So my deep cut recommendation is another movie that, that was huge and I feel like no one watches anymore. Okay. Which is uh, Ruthless People with Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, it's like huge at the box office. Uh-huh. It might, might even been like the same year. Everyone was talking about it. You saw like images all over HBO. So if you're interested in kind of like being a, a like a filmography, filmography um, anthrop- archaeologist and mm-hmm. like going back, it's like what was huge then, and what do we not care about at all? Like mm-hmm. even more so, it was not as big of a hit, but it was it was definitely a sleeper for sure. Yeah, made a ton of money. And I feel like it's just dropped off at the face of the earth is ruthless people. Nice. Uh, Bette Midler, Danny DeVito, and, and uh, Judge Reinhold. And is it a heist movie? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, um, I've never seen it. Danny DeVito, um, so it's not Throw Mama from the Train. That's kind of in the same vein, though. Um, Danny DeVito and his, his, his wife is Bette Midler, and he wants to get rid of her. He's planning to kill her, and then Judge Reinhold kidnaps her. <laughs> and so now he's like, great, awesome. And so it's kind of like Judge Reinhold has this hostage that he can't really, he's not really going to hurt or kill. He just wanted to get money out of Danny DeVito. And now he's stuck with her. 
Okay. So it's definitely funny, and I haven't seen it in 30 years, so it could be terrible. Right. It probably is. I love it. Uh, my deep cut recommendation is The Good Place, uh, which is a TV mm-hmm. show um, that's really, really brilliant. Ted Danson is one of the stars, and he is so remarkable in it. Um, he's li- Oh, yeah. I was watching it last night, actually. It's so good. And yeah. he is so good in it. Uh, the premise of it, if you haven't seen it, it, the first two seasons are on Netflix, and the third season is streaming on Hulu. Um, or, I suppose, if you have a television, it's on NBC, I think. Um, It's so, so good. And it's basically um, the story of four people who uh, have died and they're in the good place. And Ted Danson is sort of their their shepherd without any spoilers. But his comedic timing and just the conceit of the show, everything about it is so good. Watch the good place. It's amazing. And and then also with the good place, uh, uh, Kristen Bell, she's from... Arizona. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> and, 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 and Arizona is constantly getting kicked on. Yep. But not as bad as Jacksonville, which is appropriate. Yes. <laughs> I do like whenever people talk about uh, Arizona and they, they can't pronounce Tempe. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't know how we say it. It's no. fine. It's fine. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, so up next, we are keeping this mustache train rolling. Is that an appropriate <laughs> thing to say? I don't know if that means something bad. Get on board. The mustache ride's about <laughs> to begin. We were watching a movie called Runaway from 1984. and um, the, in, uh, An exciting, obscure sci-fi movie of craziness. And uh, I loved it. Written and directed by Michael Crichton, the Michael Crichton author, creator of Westworld, Jurassic Park, everything Michael Crichton. Yay! It's going to be nuts. It's going to be so good. Uh, you can find uh, me, Christy Lenz, comedian at NCT Phoenix, uh, National Comedy Theater Phoenix, nctphoenix.com. You can find Nathan at... Uh, Squishy Studios. Everything is Squishy Studios at Instagram, Facebook, um, the website, making our movies squishystudios.com yay uh, find us most excellent pod uh, every place uh, you get podcasts but we're also on Instagram it's most excellent pod on Facebook we have a group for uh, the whole most excellent pod uh, group and then also for most excellent 80s uh, you can find that on Facebook's links and the blog post on most excellent pod.com mm-hmm. like rate review thumbs up tell a friend uh, all that stuff definitely helps us uh, to keep the show going and to get the show seen and we appreciate it thanks again for listening we appreciate you remember uh, when you're out there in the world be excellent to each other and party, party on, on dudes